The following is a conversation between Bryce and Ray, Charlie Schwab, and Oliver Williams, all students currently studying at Drake University. To support us, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use. And now, please enjoy this episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm joined by Oliver Williams. Hello. And Charlie Schwab. Hi. And you are listening to the first episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. Let's see what you missed. This is from an article in the Des Moines Register written by Kim Norvell. Drake University is selling land it owns east of its campus for a $63 million development to the area. This development includes apartments, townhomes, commercial-slash-retail space, and a revamped varsity theater, which we just covered. Marty Martin stated that we are an urban campus without all the amenities that you'd want to find in an urban campus. We want more people, more life, more vitality, more amenities for the campus and our neighbors, more jobs for the campus and our neighbors. And from the article, it said... Plans include up to 300 apartment units in several five-story buildings along University Avenue. The developer, Merge Urban Development Group, also plans 30,000 square feet of commercial space on the lower levels and a free-standing commercial building on 25th Street. Buildings that are currently home to a Great Clips, a branch of U.S. Bank, and Ghazali's Mediterranean Grill would be demolished. The former Varsity Theater building would remain and remodeled. Uh, the article later states that a parking garage would replace a surface parking lot between Carpenter and Forest Avenues. It would have room for 600 to 900 parking oh spaces and serve as a lot for new residents, students, faculty, and visitors to campus. And that 89% of the units in these apartments would be a mix of studio and one-bedroom apartments, and the remainder would be two-bedroom apartments, this mainly for affordability for hmm. all people. I really like what Marty Martin said about we are an urban campus without yeah. all the amenities that you'd want to find in an urban campus. That's I mean, a, this is the yeah. this is the biggest college in Des Moines, I believe. I also, you know, kind of feel that sometimes where it doesn't really feel like the city's college per mm -hmm. se. And this development kind of just aims to completely revamp the area right outside Drake to make it more of a college town to have those big apartment centers. And obviously that parking garage with 600 to 900 spaces is going to be a game changer at Drake. And these apartments are going to be a game changer. And just everything about it sounds great. There's going to be all sorts of new local businesses are expected to move into these commercial spaces. Franchises are expected to move in. All in all, it's just going to completely revamp the area and make it a lot more fun to be in. Unfortunately, we won't be around for when this is finished. <laughs> when does it um, all start? I don't, I don't believe there are exact firm oh, dates yeah. yet Not for either. when all of these projects start. But obviously, the Varsity Theater is done, and that was kind of the uh -huh. first step to this process. So ultimately, I, I, I'm just I'm really happy for future Drake students. Man, yeah, it really makes me uh, feel like... I don't know. I'm pretty hyped. Even though I won't be there to see it, yeah. it's pretty cool hearing Marty Martin be yeah. like, oh, I know. I know. We got plants. So. I, I feel like 10 years down the line when I say I graduated Drake, or 20, 20 years, if I say I'm you know, a Drake University alum, they're like, oh, Drake University, that's like a really cool campus. <laughs> that's like the and I'm going to be, like, be like, well, it wasn't like that when I was there. 
<laughs> yeah. We had the Bank of America and uh, the Mediterranean Grill. And those were the two hottest spots. It was a really good grill. Day, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's that's pretty neat. And as coming back as alumni, you know, they do host a lot of alumni events, so we might be able to get a little bit of that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. The Drake Varsity Theater has officially opened its doors to the public following intense renovation. The building features two theaters, one that seats a max of 231 people, and one that serves as a smaller, more intimate theater that seats roughly 15 to 30 people. The larger theater will feature the big cream-of-the-crop films that are booming in the box office, while the smaller theater will feature international, indie, and student-made films. The theater offers a full concessions counter with popcorn starting at $4 for a small, 5 for a medium, 6 for a large. Uh, they offer candy, various drinks from a Coca-Cola machine similar to one you'd find at Hubble. So no touch screen, but that's fine. Everything, everywhere, all at once will take to the screen at Varsity Theater come February 3rd. And another neat thing I found is that Studio Ghibli fans will be happy to know that Spirited Away will open on February 11th. Kiki's Delivery Service will open on February 18th, and Howl's Moving Castle will open on March 4th. General admission currently stands at $12, but students can attend the theater for just 9 I visited Varsity Theater for like the grand opening day, or the first week of opening. It was like right yeah. before, uh, it was the week of finals, I think. And I went to see like a, a foreign film that it was, actually it was the first place they were showing it anywhere. I had a pretty great experience with it because like a, uh, they had a whole guy like show up, talk about like he had a big speech for like five minutes talking about like thanking us for donations. And, like everybody stood up that donated to the theater. Wow. And it was just a really good film that I hadn't heard about anywhere else. How do you guys feel about those, uh, that price point, $9 for the tickets and then $6 for a large popcorn? You guys think that's fair? That's a reasonable price. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about AMC, like yeah. in comparison. They gouge you. They gouge you. Yeah. <laughs> now I will say that seeing as, you know, everything everywhere all at once, is opening on February 3rd. A yeah. lot of the movies that they show at this theater aren't going to be like the, uh, they're going to be box office, like big movies, but they're not going to be like opening night. Like you're not, I, I would assume you're not going to be able to see, you know, like a movie like The Whale when it's out in theaters or right. uh, movies that just came out. And that's probably plays a big role into why the price can be so low and that they kind of don't have to pay for access to that, you know, opening night stuff. Right. So you won't see anyone lining up to see Quantum Mania when it comes out at the Varsity <laughs> Theater, I would expect. Yeah. But again, you know, I think that the kind of goal of the theater is just to be a meeting place for students, a place you can go and have a good time. And I think they understand that the biggest way to do that is going to be having an affordable price for college students. They're, they're betting on frequency. They're betting on students going here often rather than normal theaters that kind of bet on having really high prices for stuff and Um, then people come for the big name movies like Marvel movies and Glass Onion and stuff like that. So this theater being a smaller theater is hoping that, you know, if you're just looking for something to do, $9 doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. New gifts have pushed Drake University's The Ones campaign to $164 million. This pushes Drake closer to their goal of $225 million total. A large portion of this campaign's funds will be put towards the University Center project in which the Olmsted Center will be renovated and expanded deep into the current Olmsted parking lot just outside of Alibert and Morehouse. This project is described as a vibrant central meeting place for students of all backgrounds and majors and will serve as a blend between academics, student life, health and wellness, the fine arts, and community engagement. All of this info, along with an actual rendering of what the University Center would look like, is available on the campaign's webpage. 
I remember the rendering from like last year, seeing it with like the huge windows yeah. and something like that. Like that yeah. just really, I feel like having that on the university would just be like crazy and really make the place like feel like nice to yeah. be in. It'll look great. It'll be great. But I was just found it kind of funny that before renovating some of the other buildings around campus, they're just going to plop in this new, like amazing. Like, you know, then you're going to walk over down painted street and see fact. And you're like, I, I forgot about this building. That's <laughs> the same university. No, see, I, you know, when you were talking about GK and Morehouse, I was like, Oh, I like those buildings though. They look good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no fact is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it is the grossest looking building I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I don't know. I just think with like, with a, with a building of this magnitude and this <laughs> level of architecture, uh -huh. just in comparison to everything else. Now, when the Meredith renovation is done, I think that'll help things to look a little more like clean across the board. But mm -hmm. I still think there's going to be those buildings kind of plopped in like GK, like Morehouse, like Jewett, especially uh -huh. where you're going to be like, okay, they got all these really fancy <laughs> buildings. And then there's just these other random buildings right. that look like they haven't been touched. Since they don't they even have built. an elevator at Morehouse. Yeah. So. Well, Morehouse is being renovated. It's not going to be a dorm hall anymore. What's it going to be renovated into? They're hoping, from what I read, they're hoping to turn it into like an urbanization center or wow. something like that. So like it's going to be filled with like on-campus and off-campus organizations. Wow. And be more accessible. Interesting. Huh. Maybe they're going to like, like kind of like wipe it out, bring it back to its bare bones, like install an elevator and stuff like that. Like let's hope they're doing some major renovations because otherwise I can see that being a bit awkward of like a... A building to be but it'll be cool i can't wait like i mean Olmstead is going to be like a beacon like a landmark if it's going to look like those red rigs and then yeah. morehouse is going to be renovated meredith's going to look nice so yeah. i'm really excited so kind of looking back i mean with all of these renovations with all of these major projects with the drake varsity theater it really makes me wonder like kind of like i said earlier but also 10 years down the road 15 years down the road I feel like Drake University is going to look like an entirely different campus mm -hmm. in the way we see it today. Whereas when you look at pictures of Drake University from 20, 30 years ago, it looks very similar. It, a lot of stuff looks very similar. I mean, Hubble was renovated. There are buildings that have been renovated and created, but overall kind of the center of campus has for a long time looked very similar. Stepping away from recent events, we're going to transition into exploring some of the darker spots of Drake's history. Charlie? We'll be talking about uh, a story that some of our seniors may be familiar with. In 2019, there was a house party off of campus, and uh, some of our student athletes were there, one of which was a basketball player who owned a firearm. Now, this firearm was completely legal. It's illegal to have firearms on Drake's campus, but he was off campus. But he did accidentally discharge it that night. And it went through a wall and struck another student in the head. Now, this student survived, but he suffered brain injury as a result. And there's a little bit of controversy that goes with uh, what happened because allegedly, all of this is alleged, mm. allegedly a basketball coach showed up to the party before the cops got there. And the basketball coach told his student, who was an athlete, who was a, he was a starter for the basketball team, and this basketball coach, he says to his starter, he says, hey, don't tell the cops that it was you, that it was like wow. an accidental discharge. Wow. And was this the Drake basketball coach at the time? This was, yes. Wow. And this is all alleged. This this yeah. was just yeah. alleged by the victim. Yeah. Um, so there's no, there's no like proof per se that he exactly said this, but this is what the victim is saying happened? Yeah. There's no okay. proof in like, there's like recorded evidence yeah. of it. Yeah. Right. This is just court testimony. Yeah. Uh-huh. The basketball coach told his 
student this. And the student, when the cops came, he told them that the student had been shot in the head, that he had slipped on wet floor. And that was why he was bleeding from the head. Um, Now, the cops saw a bullet hole in the wall. Yeah, right. So then they took the student to the hospital. He did suffer a brain injury, but he's mostly all right from what I could read. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't really said a lot in the news. Sure. But uh, it became a big controversy because uh, this student, because he suffered a brain injury at the hands of another student and he suffered just off, you know, he sued Drake University. He sued the student who shot him and he sued his housing, yeah. like the, the people who own the house. Yeah. And this was in just in 2019, right? Yeah. So that, that wasn't that long ago. No, yeah. Wow. I, I wow. remember seeing like uh, little I, snippets of it on Yik Yak. I like, haven't heard anything <laughs> about this, which is crazy. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. So who, who told the cops that he slipped and hit his head and that's why he was bleeding and not from a bullet whip? That was the student who had accidentally shot him. Oh, so 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 the coach told the student... Um, hey, when the cops get here, don't tell them you shot a gun. Just tell them something else happened. And the student was like, okay. And then he told the cops, he was like, you know, the guy slipped and fell. He hurt his head. That's why he's bleeding. And then the cops see a bullet hole and they're like, okay, something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then eventually it leads to this lawsuit. Right, right. And this student who dis- uh, discharged the firearm, he was charged with making false reports to law enforcement and mm-hmm. discharging a firearm within city limits. Wow. He pled guilty but spent no time in jail. Wow. Yep. Was was it ever found why he had the gun in this house or why he was carrying it in the first place or why what might have led to him accidentally discharging it? It wasn't. In most of the stories that I read, it they didn't really discuss why he had the gun out or was like playing with it yeah, or whatever, yeah. but... He did. It was legally registered. It was a legal firearm. Mm-hmm. It was a pistol. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's wow. all it's publicly what available. Was, so is the lawsuit ongoing or did it reach a conclusion? From what I understand, it is ongoing. Yeah. The athlete who was involved, actually, um, he was suspended five games in the 2019 to 2020 season wow. because uh, of this lawsuit. And then a knee injury in December ended his season early. Wow. So... The player was only suspended five games for this? Yeah, this was during, well, you know, the lawsuit was ongoing. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously there's no proof exactly. And you want to believe the victim in this instance because, you know, a bullet hit his head. Yeah, he got shot in the head. Yeah, Yeah. but if the student's saying that that the coach told the player not to, the coach told the player to lie to the cops, did the coach get any repercussions? That... I do not know, um, but Drake did release a you know a press release. Yeah, Drake University denied the claims alleged by the victim and said it is not true as claimed by the plaintiff that a Drake men's basketball coach told A, who is the student who shot the other student, yep. to deny involvement in B, who is the student who was shot, his injuries. Wow. Additionally, the residence in which the shooting incident took place is a private resident and is not owned or otherwise affiliated with the university. Wow. So... Could they prove that the coach was at the house? They could not. Wow. Interesting. So, so it's that, all that's really interesting. Because by the victim. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about that, right, you get shot in the head accidentally, <laughs> and then the student lies about it to the cops. Just putting myself in the shoes of the victim, I feel like it'd be pretty obvious once the bullet hole's there that, okay, this guy's going to get caught. You know, everybody knows I didn't just slip on my head. Yeah. So... Then I question what reason would that victim have to kind of make up that story of 
Yeah, the Drake basketball coach it does, was here. Yeah, it's, it seems like it a, seems weird like thing a to really, lie about. yeah, really <laughs> random thing to yeah. just say. Oh, what can I think of to get him in trouble? Um, um, his his <laughs> coach was here. And he told him to lie. He's thinking about this. Well, he's got yeah, a and I'm not saying that yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying it's obviously true. I'm just saying that it's a really just seems like a really sketchy, sketchy story here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, from here, I'm gonna call um the the one who discharged the gun. I'm gonna call him A. Yep. And then B is the victim. Yeah. Um. But B actually wasn't the only one who said that. There were multiple articles I read that said uh, students at the party wow. also told the same story. So, so based on an that, ongoing case, I mean, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is all alleged. So it's all alleged, but there's multiple witnesses here who say that the Drake men's basketball, I believe, right, correct? Mm-hmm. The men's basketball coach or one of the coaches was at this party for whatever reason after this happened, before the cops arrived, whether he might have been called, um, texted by the players, whatever. And again, this is all alleged. But then what these witnesses are saying is that he showed up and he saw what was going on and he told the student, hey, let's just say this was an accident. Cops don't need to know that a gun went off. And it would be at least more plausible if it was just the victim who was saying this. But that where you say now there were other students at the party who were supporting this, especially after Drake publicly went out and said, nope, uh, we didn't have a coach that went out there and said this. When there's multiple witnesses who say that, and, you know, considering it's ongoing, maybe we find out more in the future. But that's that's a really really sketchy case there. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's difficult to tell, really, because these people could have been his friends. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. They could have been just looking for something to like back up his story. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. It's really not our place to speculate or anything like that. Yeah. But what is really messed up and what is really unfortunate for the victim is he alleged in court that because A lied to the cops about the nature of his injuries, he did not receive proper medical care oh. right away, like wow. when he needed it. Yeah. Jeez. He could suffer from a lifelong disability due to this. Sheesh. And, uh, you know, early preventative care might have, well, preventative, he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Early care might have helped. Yeah. So he's saying that basically if this student wouldn't have lied, he wouldn't be as worse off as he is now because he would have gotten faster, better care um, if they would have known that it was a bullet wound right off the bat. Whether, because I mean, do you know if it was a graze or if it went through part of the head or what type of bullet wound it was? I am not 100% sure. I went through the court documents, so it didn't say a ton of it. Like, the way that it was worded, it implied that it wasn't, like, it kind of, like, grazed it. I'm wondering if it's shrapnel or something. Yeah, because I'm assuming if if it's a bullet wound, if it goes through the head, that's, you know, it's very, very low likelihood that it doesn't cause traumatic injury. So that's where I kind of leaning where it must have been a graze or something like that. Because especially if this student were willing to lie about it, then it would have had to have been something that wasn't. I mean, if there's a, slip a hole. On the floor. If there's a hole in someone's face, there, you can't say he slipped and fell. Yeah. So, wow. What do you think? Oliver? I mean, that is just like a really unbelievable story, and like how something like this kind of gets swept under the radar, and yeah. like these things last for years. Like lawsuits, they last longer than anybody can really envision. Yeah, I that's can't yeah. It, it's crazy to me because like this sounds like something you hear on like a, you know true crime podcast or something Uh like that where they'd be trying to figure out who's who's telling the (laughs) truth here but i hadn't heard about it at all until you just brought it up and i know you said at the beginning that seniors at drake 
might remember this from what would it be their freshman year? Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure they do, mm-hmm. or at least there were rumblings about it or something uh, about it at the time. Right. But uh, yeah, that's just, that's crazy stuff. And I feel like, I feel like a story like that, like where a student gets shot. Now, granted, obviously it wasn't on Drake University grounds, but that whole twist of the coach being there where if the coach were there, then Drake would be liable um, to some extent for what happened there if it was there and coach and their student who were conspiring to tell this lie. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's just a crazy story and heartbreaking for the victim, obviously, um, because of the injury that they have to deal with for the rest of their life and the, obviously the trauma from having a bullet graze you or however it hit him. But, yeah, just a... Just a really crazy story. Yeah, it is. It is pretty nuts. And I'd like, I kind of like to hear more from like, if there are any seniors here that kind of went to Mm -hmm. that party or Mm -hmm. like heard about it, like firsthand. Um, I Mm -hmm. imagine because it was a event held by students off campus that the they were like upperclassmen already. So there's also the bit where it's like, if you're at a party now, if there's, you know, really heavy music and stuff. Now I've never been around a gun when it's been shot, but I know it's loud. Especially so, indoors. Yeah, especially indoors. Yeah. So how then could you expect to even slightly get away with that lie? <laughs> one, there's a, lie, a, yeah. one, there's a bullet hole. Two, you have a gun on you. Three, you're inside. So I'm assuming that at least it could be heard by the people in the immediate vicinity that a gun went off. Right. I have and to imagine. he's registered to have a firearm. Right. Yeah. It must so have been a small group. Th- that people. whole twist about the lying about it just doesn't make any sense from... Not only the player's perspective as to where he truly thought that he could just say he slipped and fell and it would all be fine and go away. Now, granted, you also have to kind of take into the account that I'm sure everyone was kind of traumatized in the moment. Obviously, assuming it was an accident and everyone was probably just so stumped that, you know, I sit here saying that that's just a really stupid lie. But in the moment, you might just be scrambling to try. You know, you just accidentally shot someone. It sort of uh, makes like the coaches, like the coach being their story, a little bit more believable. Like that he'd be willing to like believe in this authority figure. Like, okay, it wasn't a bullet shot wound. I'll just like lie to the cops. What's the first excuse I can come up with? And otherwise, it's just bizarre to say that. And that's another thing too, where the whole bit with the coach being there before the cops almost makes a little bit of sense because you know the student's bleeding from his head. If it isn't an immediate bullet wound that looks like it's going to kill someone, that student's first response, or if the student looks like they might be okay, then a player's first response might be, okay, I need to call someone who knows what the hell I'm supposed to do right now. And it wouldn't be crazy in my eyes for them or other players to call the coach and to say, you know, an authority figure and be like, hey, uh, what do we do? Um, What's the next step here? Would student be... uh Basketball player as well? Uh, it did not say. Right, yeah. I do not believe so. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, the coach, from what I read, the coach was not at the party originally. Yeah. So he arrived somewhere between when the cops were coming and when, when the, the, he got shot. Yeah. So right. I think your theory about it is probably right where they called him. But yeah. but it's again, all speculative. Yeah, it's all speculative. Especially after Drake had that statement where they said, you know, we're doubling down. That yeah. didn't happen. That's interesting. Yeah. What, what these students are saying is not true. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult uh, in kind of like an alcohol-fueled party environment. It's very difficult to sort of pin anything on anyone. Uh, I mean, obviously, the guy with the gun who shot him. Like, he did that. He's already been, like, charged. Yeah. But 
I mean, you can't define motive. You can't define, oh, when, like, what are, what if these kids are, like, lying about something? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at Drake, you know, it's, it's a very close-knit campus. We all kind of know each other. So yeah. it is just a crazy story, though. It is very unfortunate. Thank you for listening to this conversation. To support this podcast, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use.